Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hi, welcome. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are with Dana Lamb. Welcome, Dana. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming onto the show today. So we are going to talk about holiday stress. And Dana is the author of uh, the Surprise Date Challenge. <laughs> challenge, yes. Thank you. I just threw a complete blank on it. I'm no, like, it's okay. I know it's a long name, and there's so many other challenges out there, so it's it's completely fine. Well, I really appreciate you being here today because. Um, you have a lot of valuable information to offer um, our listeners. Uh, you've participated in our Parenting Pulse series. And so I really appreciate you taking time today to uh, come talk to our listeners. And, and let's talk a little bit about holiday stress. What is holiday stress and how can we uh, minimize it, reduce it, and maybe even find ways to uh, make it go away. So um, can you define what, what you think holiday stress is? Wow. Well, there, there are so many things that can cause holiday stress. Um, you know, top of mind, you know, getting together with family members. I don't know if you've seen, there's a meme going around social media and it says, uh, well, it was for Thanksgiving. It says, you know, bring up politics at Thanksgiving and then you won't have to buy as many Christmas gifts for Christmas, you know, for the holiday. I, I, I could see that. That was really funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny. So, you know, there is a lot. It's interesting. My, um, my older son is almost 22 and his girlfriend asked him this year. They've been together just a year. And she said, do you want to be a part of the family secret Santa? And he goes, maybe not this year, next year, you know? And, and he basically said to me, mom, it was like, oh, one more thing like he had to do, you know, right now. And he's only 22 and doesn't have, you know, it's not like he's married, has kids, has to pay rent. He's still living with me. And he thought that was too stressful. And, and think about what we do. I mean, there's, there this obligation that these, all these obligations, I think, right. To go to all these holiday parties that you're invited to, to buy gifts for people, to decorate, you know, to cook this fabulous, you know, dinner, maybe to celebrate the holidays. And there are all these things. And a lot of times um, I think we're just doing it because it's what we've always done, or this is how we were raised, and this is what we've done. And, ra- and rather, um, taking some of that stress off could be stepping back and looking at, well, what what is causing you stress, and what actually really gives you joy, and not doing yeah, no, things I, out of I obligation. Like mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, one of the things that I think, you know, you were talking about everyone feeling a little bit overwhelmed. One of the things that I've noticed is that um, even though, you know, we, we keep thinking we're getting away from COVID, it's still here and people are still conflicted as to how they feel about it. And I'm not, but I think a lot of people are. And, and, I, and I think that comes into play. Uh, you know, do I, do I visit the family? You know, are, am I vaccinated? Are they vaccinated? Do they wear a mask? Do they not wear a mask? And I think there's so many variables in play that were in play last year, but have not been a part of our lives 
for our entire lives. They've just mm-hmm. been a recent addition and it's almost right. like they won't go away. Right. You know, it's added like stress. That, yeah, it's that added stress that just will not go away. Mm-hmm. And I think that or animosity cool. because because you know, if if one person in the family wants to be vaccinated and another doesn't, I actually know people who aren't talking to family members or weren't allowed to go to somebody's wedding because they, you know, weren't getting vaccinated for personal, you know, medical reasons and they um, couldn't go to a family wedding or were restricted or, you know, you're right. So there, there's, there are some additional things and and I hope this isn't too controversial to say, and I'm not saying yes, I believe it or not, but I just, I did just see a report that basically said in the past, like for pandemics that the, um, um, they were, they actually did a study and they said that the pandemic didn't last as long, like when the Spanish flu in, um, what was that? 1918, um, because of the media, And they said, you know, um, basically, you know, coronavirus has been around forever. You know, my doctor even said it was here before, like it was just a different version of it. And that the, the media is what's keeping it top of everyone's mind for us to kind of, you know, continue to, you know, move on. But I know it's all, you know, there's so much personal it's, I just saw that study today, which was really interesting. I'd love to actually read the whole study to hear more, you know, about that. I, um, you know, so who knows? I mean, we could continue to, you know, maybe next Christmas, it could, we could still have some of these same issues and differences. I know our country is very divided and with people think, so you're right. There are those extra, those extra things that we have to, um, to worry about and, you know, face masks and, Still, I mean, a lot of people um, yeah. feel compelled to wear face masks. Politically charged and, and having a political conversation, I think we can still talk about the fact that these are issues that we're dealing with every single day. Now, I personally don't wear a mask. I do not want to be vaccinated, but I also haven't watched the news since 2009. So I honestly can tell you, I am not that intrigued by all this political stuff that's happening. I've made my decisions. I've had my reasons for my decisions. And I know what you've done as well. And, and mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have to share it if you don't want to, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally I'm free. I'm ready it. for things to go back to normal and I'm not fearful or afraid. I've, I've traveled all over the country. I've traveled outside of the country. I have several international trips booked for, you know, next year. Um, you know, I would prefer, I even asked the last flight attendant because she was kind of complaining about, she was like, I can't breathe with this thing on. And I said, how much longer are we going to be wearing face masks? And she said, she's heard March of um, next year that we'll be wearing face masks on planes. And then I've talked to somebody else and they think we're going to wear face masks on planes forever, but I would prefer not to wear a face mask on a plane. I'm not, I'm not concerned about it. I know they have a great filtration system. And if you want to wear a mask, if somebody else wants to wear a mask on a plane, that's, you know, it doesn't bother me if somebody else wants to, but I, um, you know, it's really, it, it is interesting. Um, and I, like I, I used to get really worked up about it and now I've learned to just, you know, it's like, let other people be and, and try to reduce my stress as much as possible. <laughs> 
Well, you know what? I, I love that philosophy. I, let other people do what works for them. I am doing what works for me. And I am making decisions that work for me. And I want you to make decisions that work for you mm-hmm. because we're all different. We all have different health issues. We all have different, you know, religious beliefs. And I think it's important that we make decisions that are right for us. And I think what makes it very stressful is, you know, we might make a decision that that's right for us, but when somebody believes so strongly in something, they want everyone around them to do it also. Mm-hmm. That's where it becomes problematic, I think, uh, with, you know, gatherings that include family and friends. And and that's where the stress, I think, really um, gets a little out of control. Yeah, it's interesting. I was actually at a store, a jewelry store at the mall at Scottsdale Fashion Square. And the lady told me that she thinks that if you're not vaccinated, you should stay home and never leave your house. And I thought that was interesting. She worked there. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting thing to say to a customer. You don't know what my status is or how I believe. And I just kind of moved along to talk about something else. And, um, you know, I think that I, I think that what we need to really, or I shouldn't say what people need to do, but to is, is I, I think right. Be, be understanding. So yeah, if you, if you're having an event at your house or a Christmas, if there's a holiday party and you want to require masks or that people show their vaccination cards, I guess that's your prerogative to do so. And don't be offended if somebody doesn't want to do that or doesn't, doesn't want to come or vice versa, you know, or if you're going to a party and, you know, there are no requirements and you don't think that's right, then you have a choice. I think it's, I think we all need to just relax a little more and, and, try to be understanding of other people's concerns or wishes. And then maybe, maybe the holiday season is going to look a little differently this year and hopefully next year we'll be back to normal, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I, I think it's really important to respect other people's wishes. I, I think when we start getting so um, involved in how everyone else should behave, that's where the stress goes up. When we, when we have a gathering and we're like, okay, everyone needs to wear a mask or everyone needs to have a vaccination, mm-hmm. um, you know, everyone needs to stand six feet apart. I think that's when things become really stressful. And so I think it's important to make those decisions up front. You know, if you want other, if you want to command things of other people, they may or may not comply. And that's going to add a tremendous amount of stress to your life. So maybe having a party is not the best thing for you to do. Um, Maybe this is the year where you have to, you know, have a smaller gathering in your home. That's just, you know, your close family, your close friends who already align with your, uh, with your same beliefs, you know? Um, But I I think reducing stress in your life is, is, is critical Um, If you're going to fit back into mainstream society, because we're not all the same, especially in America. I mean, that is our right to to believe something different. And uh, and I like to exercise that right. Me too. Freedom. I'm I vote for freedom. (laughs) Definitely. I think think um, freedom of choice is what gives you uh, a reduced stress level. Right. Not lately. I don't know. Lately, it's it. Yeah, definitely. You're right. When when our when our freedoms are restricted or or limited, that's when people get upset or or up in arms. So, definitely, one of the things that I've learned in talking about like stress for the holidays more is 
um, I, I feel like we have too much stuff. Have you noticed when I drive down the road, I see so many storage units and, and like, there's a new, I'm like, Oh, what's that new building going up? And then a few weeks later, it's another storage unit. Why do we have so much stuff? If you need to have a storage unit, I understand you might need to temporarily at some points in your life, but I know people who have storage units and have had them for years. And they'll say to me, I don't even know what's in there. I haven't looked at it. I haven't been there for years, but I'm paying $100 a month. That just seems, um, um, I don't know, interesting that they, you know, that when people have so much stuff. So I love for the holidays to give, um, like meaningful gifts that are more experiences. And as you know, with the surprise date challenge, I'm all about experiences and planning surprise dates, um, whether it's with a romantic partner or your kids or a family member or a friend and doing those experiences. And that actually takes a ton of stress, like I think off of the holidays without going to shop, buying excuse my language, crap for somebody that they don't need, maybe don't even want, maybe don't even like, and then it's going to end up at Goodwill or in the garbage or, you know, in their storage shed. And so why not give somebody an experience from your supporting, for one, you're supporting US made because it's a local company that is, that somebody's going to physically go to and use that gift certificate. There's so many things that you can do. Um, we have a, um, an interactive museum here called Wonder Spaces. So um, during the holidays, they had a great sale for Thanksgiving. And so I bought a ton of those gift cards. Um, Desert Botanical Gardens here. I know I'm talking Phoenix, but I mean, you could do axe throwing, a cooking class, you know, a local experience that you could give to somebody as a gift. And the cool thing is, is you don't have to leave your house to do that. You can usually order a gift oh. certificate online, print it out at home. So that's going to save you time. And I think it's something that will be more meaningful that whoever your recipient is, they're going to remember, wow, this, you know, oh, last year. Yeah. When they came to my Christmas party, they gave me an experience. And, and then when they yeah. do that experience, they're going to remember you. So that would be one tip that I have for, you know, gift giving for the holidays. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and as you know, I just moved from Arizona to Florida and um, my mom and I decided to move here. My mom actually really wanted to move here because my dad passed away in June and my, my aunt passed away in May and my mom having you know, been married for 56 years, wanted a change of pace. And so one of the things that we did is we got rid of almost everything in our house that wasn't sentimental. So um, it was, it was very um, liberating to get rid of so much stuff. Uh, We got rid of furniture, we got rid of, I mean, I can't even tell you how much I'm, I'm not a little scared to see the the truck when I when I actually get my stuff, because there's not going to be a whole lot there. Um, Oh, you haven't got it yet. No, because I'm still in the process of looking for a place to live. And and so, you know, I'm living in a hotel right now. And so I'm, I'm waiting for a place. I'm I'm still waiting to purchase a place. And, and, um, and so one of the things that my kids and I, and my mom decided this last year is we are no longer buying Christmas gifts for anybody at all. Um, I stopped buying uh, Christmas cards about 10, 15 years ago. I, I buy personalized ones now. So I, if I'm going to give you a card, yeah. it's going to be one I, I made or I purchased for you Aww. specifically. Like 
I don't, I don't send out mass cards anymore. Um, but one of the things we decided is we are only going to have experiences. So this year, everyone's getting a photo frame, an electronic photo frame. All our family photos are going up on the cloud so that everyone can pull down whatever pictures they want. Um, all the family has access to everyone's photos. And so we can pull out whatever pictures we want. Everyone's going to get a photo frame and they can have those experiences replayed over the year. Mm -hmm. And then as they add new experiences, they can add the photos. But I, I cannot agree with you more. I think that right there reduces stress significantly because you don't have to worry about, gee, what am I going to get my aunt? What am I going to get my uncle? What am I going to purchase for my cousins? Mm -hmm. You know, who, who needs more stuff in their stocking? Who needs more right. stuff in their, um, you know, under the tree? And I know that, you know, our tree was going to look bare, but surprisingly, I got rid of my Christmas mm -hmm. tree this year too. Um, oh, you know, and so I, I think I told <laughs> I you on a call before. <laughs> yeah. So when I moved four years, this is my fourth Christmas in this house. And I have a metal, like a metal cactus that's a little bit taller than I am about the same height, probably. And um, we just keep that up. It's inside our house year round with white lights on it. And, um, and then for Christmas, we just put a few um, decorations and I didn't put very many ornaments this year because we have two kittens and I wasn't sure what they were going to do with the ornaments or, or anything, but so far they've been really good. So that's a good thing because they're only like six months old and, um, and I didn't put anything glass on so that they couldn't knock it off, you know, but they've been great. And so it, I, it's so easy for the holidays. I mean, it doesn't take very long for us to decorate. Um, I don't get as many decorations out as I used to. I still have some of my decorations. I've kept them because they're sentimental, but it's, it's just not as much work getting it out. I've really become a minimalist. And I just went to visit my friend in Tampa and we're looking at moving to Florida now too, but my friend that was there, she she has this beautiful silver tree that's a miniature one that's just a and that she sets it on her like this counter area this bar area and it's just beautifully decorated and very elegant and it's just a small little tree and she just says yeah every year I'm going to put a few of my ornaments maybe every year it'll be different how whatever I feel like you know doing it so mm -hmm. sim simplifying things. yeah what I what I did talking about storage units uh, as you brought up earlier I actually got a storage unit for the first time in my life this year. Um, and what I did is I put all the family heirlooms that I didn't want to bring with me. Like oh, okay. Decorations. Um, I put all of the Christmas decorations, the kids' toys, things that I know they wanted to keep for when they had kids. Um, but I didn't want to bring them with me. So I left them in Arizona in, mm -hmm. in a small storage unit. Um, and you know, my kids have another year or two of school, so it'll be in storage for another year. But I'm yeah. really looking forward to them going through it and just splitting it up, taking what they each want. And and it, and it's not that much, you know, it's it's a small storage unit, but it, it's right. really just kind of nice. And you have a, but you have a purpose. You're not like, oh, my God, I'm going to keep this for 10 years. You know, I'm sure at some point you're going to tell your girls, hey, you need to go through and take what you want. Right. When they're settled. Right. Right. I think I gave them a limit of two years. So, you know, yeah. when they're done with school, they've got, um, you know, some time once they get a little bit of a break, they can go in and uh, divvy up the Christmas decorations and divvy up whatever toys that they had when they were kids. And, 
Um, and these aren't just like every toy they ever had. These are special toys. Special like, ones. Yeah. These are my mom's Barbie dolls from when she was a kid. Oh, um, very cool. Original Barbie doll, you know? And so um, these are my toys from when I was a kid. And most of my stuff, I'll be honest, in there is books. My older, my younger Mine daughter loves books. And so there's a lot of books in there. And so it's really nice to have a place where they can go and choose what they want and whatever they don't want. Do you have the I, little I, golden I, books? Yes, yes, I have. I have, a, I have some little golden books that were my dad's from the 1940s. I have some really tiny ones, yes. Oh, you do? 1940s. Yes. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that's really special. Um, I actually won mine in a bet with uh, my neighbor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think my parents realized I was betting, but my neighbor and I made yeah. a bet. But I won the bet, and so she had to give me her little stack of golden books. Like I, I think it was really funny. That is, but um, yeah, yeah so, it's interesting uh, because um, I think with family, another thing you can do to simplify things is ask your family, like, well, what family traditions are important? Because there were things that sometimes I'll, like, my mom made chicken noodle soup for the holidays and for Christmas, and one year I didn't make it. My kids are like, "What? You're not making grandma's chicken noodle soup?" And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know that that was like a thing." So it, you know. Um, I didn't know that it was that important to them. And, and so I think talking to your family and asking them, Hey, what are some fam, what are some of the family or holiday tr- traditions that you can't live without? Because there may be things that you're doing that you're killing yourself to do that nobody really cares about or, or, you know what I mean? Right. Or not that I don't care about it, but it's not that important to them. And so you can maybe let it go to let go of some of your, you know, that stress. But even if some of those traditions are important, I think the most important thing is just being with the people you care about. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to kind of let some of that stuff go. Like you don't have to have the perfect turkey with the perfect stuffing with the perfect cranberry sauce. Right. You know, one year um, I made salmon. I I, I was so tired of turkey. I made salmon. (laughs) Uh, Another year, I think, uh, and I don't eat beef, but I made like a a lamb and beef, um, like grilled uh, dish for the whole family. Uh, We used to have a lot of family. We used to have about, I think, gosh, both my side and my ex-husband's side of the family would all come visit. And um, we'd have 30, 40 people in the house. And so I would make a lot of food and we would just, I mean, at a certain point you have to let go of the control and just let people do whatever it is they're going to do. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to be decorating the tree. Some people could care less about decorating the tree. Right. Some people are going to want to eat the food. Some people are all about the dessert. So at Mm -hmm. some point you just have to let people come and do what they, what they do and enjoy their company and nothing Nothing more. Yes. And don't compare. You know, I I haven't sent out Christmas cards for the last couple of years. And every year I get fewer and fewer Christmas cards. <laughs> and eventually I probably won't get any unless I start that up. And this year I, I actually have been thinking about, I think I'm going to send a New Year's card out for 2022 and just maybe a recap of some of the things I love to do. Um, send out cards is really great because mm-hmm. once you have all of your your list of people, most of my people are already in there. I can create one card and I can put like pictures from the year in 
and just a, like a little, instead of some people do a letter, like a little letter even of, hey, this is what's happening. You know, Harrison's graduating, blah, 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 blah. And, and push with the push of a button, send it to all of these people. So that's a really great way to, to simplify. Um the last couple of years I haven't. So I, I don't think I'm going to get one out before Christmas this year, but I'm hoping maybe a new year's card. I'll get, I'll get something out the first, first of the year just to say hi. So I don't say completely out of, you know, people's minds, but if I, if I don't do it, I don't do it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to stress about it for sure. Yeah. I think after I got divorced, I, I stopped sending Christmas cards out that year. Um, And I did, and because I moved, I did not receive any. And so it was kind of like a a fresh start almost. So the next year, um, I really handpicked who I wanted to interact with, who I wanted to send cards to. And so everyone got a picture of my kids because I only sent out probably 25 or 30. And it was was such a difference, you know, they were all very personalized and it was a lot more a lot. Yeah, it was a lot more. I fun. like getting. I love getting cards, though, and I love getting pictures. And I, I, I if yeah. somebody sends me a letter about their year, I read every single one of them. I, I mean, I love. I do love getting them. So I, oh. I, that is something that I've thought about because I have noticed that I've gotten less over the last couple of years, and I do miss getting them. So especially, I, I especially yeah. like the ones that have a letter about what's been going on in their life and a, a way of catching up with someone. Um, but, you know, talking about the whole having to do everything perfect, though, is social media, I think, has made it when you see like somebody, you know, as I think we've mentioned on some of the shows before that people, you know, people usually don't put horrible things on the Internet. They put all the wonderful, great things. And so we we try to compare ourselves like, oh, they're Martha Stewart and you know, their, their Christmas dinner was absolutely, you know, perfect. And they may have store bought it, you know, anyway, or, or got it from a restaurant and then, you know, or their table looks absolutely beautiful and lovely. And and then you compare to what you have and you haven't decorated your table appropriately and that kind of thing. So I think definitely we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to anyone else or looking at their, you know, photos on social media on Facebook or Instagram and, and feeling less than that. What's really important is being with the people we love, right? Absolutely. You know what, Dana, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. We're going to take a quick little break here in a minute. And then when we come back, we're going to talk to Dana Lamb uh, some more. And Dana is the author of Surprise Date Challenge. You can go to surprisedatechallenge.com. Uh, take a look at her book. She just has a new one coming out, uh, Surprise Date Challenge Bedroom Edition, I believe it's called. Yes. Um, but yeah, she has a, a fantastic um, line of three books, and um, they're absolutely awesome. I tell everybody about them. So if you um, have a moment, go and check it out. And if you're interested in getting in touch with me, you can go to executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can Subscribe to the new magazine, Executive Function Magazine there. You can email me for a free consultation. You can also um, uh, listen to the radio show, which is every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, or you can listen to the podcast. And if you do get a chance to listen to the podcast, make sure you go and and rate the ones that are your favorite. Make sure you give us a a lovely five-star review on on the ones that you listen, we would really appreciate that. And if you have any questions that you would like for me to ask any of my um, 
guests in future shows, please uh, email those to me. You can do that also through the website. Once again, that's executivefunctioncoachaz.com. And if you'd like to call me, the number is 480-648-1122. And we will be back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Bozzi Acosti is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Bozzi works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fozzie Acosti or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are talking to Dana Lamb, the author of Surprise Date Challenge, and we're talking about holiday stress. So welcome to the show, Dana. Thank you, Fazia. Yeah, you know, it's always a pleasure working with you. I, I think you have some amazing things to talk about. Uh, I love Surprise Date Challenge. I, I love um, the ideas. Uh, when I first met you a few years ago, I wasn't quite sure what you were talking about when you said surprise date challenge, I imagined that it was just for couples, but it, it really isn't. It, it expands into families and friendships and all kinds of areas in your life. So it's not just a date that you would go on with your romantic partner. It's a date that you can have with your son, your daughter, your girlfriend, your sister, brother, whomever. Yes, I start, I mean, it originally was started as a couple thing just because for seven years, Marty and I have uh, practiced surprise dates together. It was his idea. And he said, hey, I have this idea that we should plan one surprise date um, a week for each other. And I was like, a week? That sounds like a lot of work because I had, my kids were younger then and I had them every other week and they were at their dad's every other week. And I said, how about every other week? How about every other Friday when we, you know, when the kids are at their dad's? So that's, that's how the once a month. um, So two dates a month, once a month, I plan a date for him. And once a month, he plans one for me. But since then it has completely evolved. And um, I, I take my kids on surprise, you know, surprise dates and they even like to be, they're like, just surprise me. And my older son surprises his girlfriend 
on dates and she even wrote, gave him a card a few months ago. He wouldn't let me read the whole thing, but he read me part of it. And she said, you know, I love it when you take me on surprise dates. So I go, look, your mom taught you something. She, you know, look at this worked um, for you to woo your, woo your girl. So she likes it that he does that. I planned my, my sister for her birthday. Once I did a whole surprise weekend with her and it started out, we did a wine, we did wine tasting and um, paint night. So a wine and paint night. And then we did a, um, I took her for, to get her hair blown out um, the next day. So we did a, a, we, I took her to get a blowout and then um, a shoulder massage, massage, a chair massage. And then we went to out to dinner and a theater. So downtown and, she, you know, it's really interesting when I asked her over the week, she said it was the best weekend of her life. And she said she, it was just so great. All the different, she had no idea what we were doing. I just told her how to dress. And I asked her what her favorite part was. And she said, getting her hair blown out, which was really interesting because she lives in a smaller town and it's not something she would normally, I don't even think they have blow dry bars there, but even if they did, it's not something that she would probably spend money on for herself to do. Yeah. I think that's a luxury that most people would never do for themselves. Um, but I think having it done for you as a surprise is kind of a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't live without blowouts. I love I, my hair holds water and it takes forever to blow dry. And I really hate doing it. So dry shampoo is my friend. I really try to wash my hair once a week. So getting, and and a way you can save money on that is if you go, if you wash your hair at home and go in with like damp hair, they charge less. And so if you're on a budget, but you want to get your hair blown out and you want to save money or want to justify it, just book, book that. And it's less expensive. Most blow dry bars will, will do that. And then just use dry shampoo and the great, I think it's, I think you can justify it by all the time you save blow drying your hair. <laughs> I, you know, I think it's important to do things for yourself as well as for others. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things that, you know, you talk about is, is creating these surprise date challenges um, for your spouse or your partner. But what about taking yourself out on a date and doing something nice for yourself with all this holiday stress? Yeah. I, I think it's important for us to take care of ourselves. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I, schedule a spa day pretty much regularly. I go, I go on a spa day once a month. Uh, I get my nails done. I get my hair cut and colored and I like to get a facial, sometimes a massage. Everyone in my family knows when I say spa day, it really is the whole day. I go and I do all of it for myself. I don't feel guilty about it. I don't regret it. It's budgeted. It's something that I put in my budget for myself so that I I can do it without feeling guilty or like I'm spending money on something frivolous. It's important to me. Um, Anyone who knows me knows I'm not a big fan of makeup, but I definitely like to take care of my skin. Well, that's the most important part. Yeah. And I think the the skincare. Yeah. Go. So I, I, I I almost find facials more relaxing than um, massages sometimes because I just like, I'll fall asleep like during that. It's so awesome. Well, you know, I, I have to um, give a shout out to the woman who, who does my uh, facials in um, Scottsdale. Her name is Tara Tamani and she's at health matters. And I've been seeing 
seeing her for seven years and I miss her already. I had a, mm-hmm. I had a facial right before I left and she's truly awesome. So um, yeah, if you're in Scottsdale, go to health matters and ask for Tara. She's absolutely awesome. Um, but I always fall asleep when I get a facial. Mm-hmm. Like it's like almost every time, but it's so relaxed. It's just, there's something so relaxing about it. Yeah. That those are that those are great things too because people a lot of times don't take the time or spend the money on themselves to pamper themselves. So those are some other really great easy gift ideas that you can probably order a gift certificate from somebody online. So if you if you're short on time and you still need some good you know gift ideas to take some stress out of your shopping, you know facials and massages and pampering things, or if you know somebody does yoga, you could buy them you know gift card to their favorite yoga class or exercise class, that kind of, that kind of thing too, to encourage people to, you know, take care of themselves. I'm actually coming out with a book next year and it's called date your effing self. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So Um, it's so important to date yourself. You know what? I, I love that idea. You know, and and as far as like reducing stress, you know, I think one of the things that I really like to do is give things not only experiences, but consumables. So instead of sending you a plant, I might send you maybe a bouquet of cookies mm-hmm. or, um, you know, just something like, I don't know, ice cream or something that's consumable, something mm-hmm. that you can enjoy in that moment. Um, because we, we have so many gifts sent to us uh, when we're working with colleagues and other businesses that I think sometimes it's a little overwhelming and especially during the holidays um, when we're trying to be kind to our families and and our friends, we tend to give everybody a little something just to give them something. But as someone on the receiving end, I don't really want a bunch of stuff that doesn't mean anything to me. Like you saw, you were talking about it earlier. It ends up at Goodwill. Mm -hmm. It, It ends up, somewhere in the garbage where, you know, at a certain point, it just doesn't have meaning anymore. Mm -hmm. I really like consumables. I like experiences. And I think those are really nice ways of telling people that you care about them without adding a lot of pressure and stress on yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to find the perfect gift. You just have to find something that's good enough. Right. Yep. I agree. I definitely agree with that too. I mean, and it should consumable um, activities or something thoughtful, obviously for someone, you know, close. Um, one year I gave my kids photo books. So of our, we went to Southeast Asia um, the, to Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos. And so I created a photo book of our vacation for each one of the kids. And, but that nice. definitely, I mean, it's too late to do that now for the holidays, but you know, it's something you want you, it takes a while because putting all the pictures, it definitely takes a lot of time and effort to put all the pictures in. And I always like to put the dates and where we were because 10 years from now, you might be like, where, where were we riding the elephants again? You know, the name of the camp, you may not, you remember that. So those are some really thoughtful things. There's a cool company called, I love, um, we have the date of the month club and the date of the month club, we email out a date idea you can do at home, a date idea you can do out on the town conversation starter questions. So you're not talking about boring things like working the kids and a cool gift idea. And what I love about the gift ideas is 
you know, you may not give your partner a gift every single month, but we try to come up with cool, unique gift ideas that you may not have ever thought of or heard about. And then you're aware of it. And then you can be like, oh, that would be a great gift for an anniversary or um, a birthday, or you can put it in your back pocket, you know, to save for later. And there's a really cool company called Greetable. And it's very inexpensive. Um, I think usually around $20, $25 with shipping, but it's basically a, it's a box. It's a, it's a paper box and you pick the, the outside of the box. So it could be for Hanukkah or for Christmas or for birthday or cheers or whatever. And they're all different colors. So you pick the box that you like. And then when the person opens up the box, in the very middle, you you um, you put the message you want. So it's a personal message to them. And then there's a spot for three pictures. So you can personalize it with three different pictures. So the gift is almost the box, but then you get to add a little gift in, gift in it. So you can do things like a like their chocolate caramel or you know salted caramels, or it could be a mug. Or I gave somebody recently a, um, a quartz crystal in the shape of a heart you know, letting him, you know, as a thank you gift. And, and seriously, they're all really inexpensive things. You can add confetti in it. So when they open it, confetti goes all over and it's just a really cool company called Greetable. And it's an inexpensive kind of thoughtful gift that you can create and then they ship it out. So there's so many um, cool things out there today to make gift giving easy and thoughtful and memorable. And you're supporting a a U.S. company. (laughs) Yeah, I love the company. Actually, I used I used that company for uh, oh, gifts. I've received things from them too, so it's kind of fun to receive. So you were from aware them. of Greetable? <clears throat> cool. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm surprised that I was aware of something that you were telling me about. <laughs> I'm not aware of. So that that's pretty awesome. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I completely agree. I think they're a great company, um, especially if if you're focused on the uh, idea of giving somebody thought something thoughtful, something that's consumable. Um, You know, you can, you can send them candy. You can send them a little plant. I mean, it's just, um, it's just a nice way to say thank you. It's a nice way to say happy birthday. It's, it's just a really nice quick gift. So absolutely love it. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, Yeah. I, and I think that it's really important that, we find ways to reduce the stress during the holidays. And I think self-care is really important, spending time with family, spending time with friends. And, and I think it's really important to make that time for one-on-one uh, relationships. You know, we, we get really caught up in doing things as a group. And I think it's also important to say, you know, I, I, I think I will spend time with each one of my kids. And I think I will spend time with, you know, um, the cousins or the nieces or the nephews and, and just really kind of give people that one-on-one attention. I think that also helps uh, relieve some of the holiday stress. Definitely. Do you get to go home? Do you get to go back to where you grow up? Um. You know, my sister, so I grew up in Northern Arizona in a small town, Cottonwood, and my sister's there. So I, you know, some years I do go home either for Thanksgiving, um, you know, since my parents have both passed away, I don't, you know, my, 
I don't get get up there as often as I as I would like. But it's different too, you know, because it's not like I have my mom's house to go to, like that I grew up in, or you know, have those memories. So those are I just have to create some new ones. Absolutely. Um, so, what are some of the traditions that you have in your family that maybe were passed down from your parents or, you know, what are some of the traditions that you have now with your kids? Yeah. So we, we always had the, we had the tradition of um, we always got to open two presents on Christmas Eve. One was pajamas and which as a kid was boring, but my mom wanted us to look good on Christmas morning for pictures and um, have new pajamas. So we got to open one toy also. And because, so they would give us like something else. So that was fun. And then everything else came from Santa. So even when I was a teenager, when I got older, you know, my mom would a lot of times not even put any presents. She'd hide them and not put them under the tree. Um, I did things a little differently with my kids because I thought, would Santa wrap all this stuff? <laughs> so we would wrap some presents like from us. And then we would give our kids three presents from Santa so that they didn't think everything came from Santa. You know, like things wanted the most. They had a bike, you know, the bike would already. So we'd we'd put Christmas presents under us. So they would get Christmas presents from mom and dad. And then um, they would have three presents that would be usually unwrapped from Santa for them to kind of find, we might hide them a little bit behind something, you know, like around the tree, like another gift or something. And Christmas Eve, my mom always made chalupas, which is kind of a a Spanish dish. And that's what we would have. And for Christmas, um, we usually did ham instead of turkey just to be, to get rid of. So we weren't like sick of turkey from Thanksgiving, you know, just having that. And um, some a new Christmas tradition we've done is for the last couple years um, we started um, doing on Christmas Eve making gingerbread houses (laughs) at home, and I get those little gingerbread house kits. Um, I think this year we might do like gingerbread cookies instead, like decorate gingerbread men, and um, we also have gotten matching family pajamas um, too. So, which is kind of fun to get a family photo and our matching, you know, matching PJs. That, that is a lot of fun. How about you? I, I think we might've had similar backgrounds. My, uh, you know, my mom always, well, my mom always had us wear matching, um, pajamas for Christmas morning. So we would always open those as our gift for, um, you know, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. um, and then we'd get to open one gift. And um, but my family had a big party every Christmas Eve. Oh, um, when I was a kid, we always had a huge, huge party, and so we would have lots and lots of kids. And um, my, you know, we have quite a few families that um, our parent, my parents, have known since they were in college, and so all the kids, you know, we all grew up together. And so um, because we were in Afghanistan um, at the time, you know, from the time I was born to the time I was eight, I was in Afghanistan. During that time, we would have these massive parties and my mom would buy, uh, she would have all these um, ornaments on the tree, but the lower half of the tree had uh, chocolate Santas all over them and chocolate snowmen. And so the kids would always, I mean, looking back on it, I know that that's 
that's what it was there for, for us to eat, to have, play with. But we'd always like try to sneak them off. Like, like, you know, we weren't getting caught. Um, so that was really fun. And then um, my dad would always dress up as Santa on Christmas. Oh, cool. Did you know it was your dad when you were younger or no? No, I, I, the first couple of years, I actually did not know. Um, and then o- over time, I figured it out because, you know, he really was kissing my mom. So <laughs> <laughs> my dad dressed up once as Santa and um, I was like, I was like, oh, my God, Santa kissed my mom. Like he it, I wasn't supposed to see, but I did. And so, yeah, yeah I was a little alarmed by that. But <laughs> yeah, we had this big fireplace between. <laughs> between the dining room and the living room and the Christmas tree was between the two rooms. And so he would sit on the, um, you know, next to the fireplace and give out all the, uh, the toys. He had this big red bag and he would give out everybody toys. Some were wrapped, some were not. And because we had so many people over Christmas Eve, some would spend the night, some would not. So usually all my cousins would come over and my dad would give out everybody their gifts and, uh-huh. Uh, we just had a really good time. And then when we came back to the U.S., um, you know, we still did the, you know, gift, the two gifts every, you know, Christmas Eve. And um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I think those are really nice memories. And then I think one year uh, we spent Christmas with my grandparents and my grandmother and I stayed up all night Christmas Eve and we unwrapped every single gift to see who was giving everybody what and then we rewrapped them like absolutely perfect okay how old were you when you did that I my sister and I, I, I did I that 10. too I think oh, I was, I, was I, I must have been nine or ten my grandmother comes into my room that night she's like you want to do something fun I'm like okay and she's like come on let's unwrap all the gifts so we made hot cocoa and we unwrapped all the gifts and we did it really carefully and she had a knife to like kind of loosen the tape and so apparently she'd Wait, done this before. And is this your, your like, sister? No, this is my grandmother. My your mom's grandmother. Mom. Oh, my yes. gosh. So we unwrapped everybody's gifts to see what they were getting. And then we'd wrap them all back up. And so the next morning and Christmas morning, when everyone got up to open all the gifts, we would just be giggling because we knew what everyone was getting. And <laughs> nobody knew what we were laughing. Yep. About. My sister and I did, my sister and I did that one year and my mom never knew. And we never did it again. Cause we both agreed it ruined Christmas. Like it was oh, like, I, we oh. only did it once, but it was, yeah, fun. it was really fun. No, no, no. Well, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you, that you did. And that you had, it was like your little secret thing. My sister and I go, why did we do that? Cause then it was like so hard to pretend like we were surprised, you know, like the next, the next oh, yeah. day. So. No, we just, we giggled through the whole morning. Nobody could figure out why we were laughing, but it was kind of like this little inside joke that, you know, until today she took it to her grave, but until today, nobody really knew what we did. <laughs> it's funny. So it was really fun. It was really fun. But I, I think those are the kinds of things you need to do to really kind of take the stress off, you know, and, and just have fun. And, and I think it's really important to just be in the moment, you know, whatever comes your way, have fun with it. And, and just really enjoy being around the people um, that you're with. And, and, and I think it's important to have those traditions, but it's also important to like start some new ones and tweak them like you did. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you made them yeah. yours. Yeah. Oh, I have a tip for a teenager. If you want to give them, you know, money's always the right size and the right color because they're sometimes hard to buy for. 
Um, A friend of mine, Brenda, who is super creative, um, gave me this idea. So I made, um, I made an ATM machine, like um, I made out of a box and some other things and I decorated it. And then, um, you know, he had to push in a card and then, um, and then pull the money out. And I had taped all these different denominations of bills together and he had to, you know, he kept pulling it out of the ATM and all the money. And it was just kind of that way. You weren't just like giving money in a card or something. And it wasn't just this boring thing. It would just made it a little more interesting. Well, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. I, I bet even a younger child would enjoy that. Like if you just put a whole bunch of dollar bills. Ones. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's a good idea. I didn't even think about that for a younger kid. <laughs> they would. Just learning about money, like a a six or seven year old would have a blast with that, you know, having 10 $1 bills come out at the same, you know, that would be, that would be a lot of fun. Just kind of the never ending ATM. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. So what is your number one, your, your top tip that you would give people to reduce their holiday stress? Ooh, number one. Number one tip, or, or maybe your top three tips. What are mm-hmm. what are three things that you would tell people to reduce their stress? Mm. Well, number one, I think would be to do um, do what brings you joy, and not do things out of obligation. Uh, would definitely be number number one, and you know, just let go of, let go, let go of it. Um, you know, don't uh, stop comparing. You could even don't compare to other people and don't compare your Christmas or what you're doing to, um, even with what you've done in the past, you know, like, oh, I sent out Christmas cards all the, every year. Like I have to do it. You know, that, that obligation thing kind of, they tie together, but just because you did something in the past doesn't mean you have to do it you know, this year. And I think the third would be, um, uh, self-care, making sure that you're, that you're taking care of yourself and, you know, pampering yourself or having fun, you know, doing those, you know, family activities. I love that. Like you suggested earlier. Thank you so much. No, those are absolutely wonderful tips. I, I completely, uh, I completely agree. I think those will all reduce your stress level, um, immensely. Um, I think the only thing that I would add is, is just to have fun and just really be in the moment, share experiences because, um, you know, it's been a stressful couple of years. And, and I think it's really important to just be in the moment, um, let the people that you're with know that you care about them and that um, you made a choice, a decision to spend time with them and try not to let fear take over really just focus on the moment and enjoy the people. And because we don't know when we'll get another Christmas together or another new year's together. We just don't know. And and I'm not yeah. saying that to be negative. I, I think it's just important to embrace the moment and, and, and be with the people you love. So I, I really appreciate you being here. Um, Dana, I, I think it's, it's absolutely wonderful. And I, and I thank you for, for your time. Um, if uh, anybody would like to get a hold of Dana or would you like to read her books, uh, surprisedatechallenge.com is where you can go. 
Um, she has three amazing books right now, but number four is coming. Um, so please check it out. Uh, SurpriseDateChallenge.com. If you'd like to get in touch with me, it, um, you can go to ExecutiveFunctionCoachAZ.com. And on my website, you can subscribe to the upcoming magazine, Executive Function Magazine. Um, we have some amazing uh, writers and Dana is one of them. She'll be um, uh, contributing um, to that magazine as well. So you can definitely check out her writing. Um, right now, I think we have about 60 pages or 60 some pages in the magazine. So it's, it's pretty substantial. I'm so excited. Free. I can't wait to yeah. read it. <laughs> it's a free magazine. It's international. It's digital. So uh, there's no cost to you as, there, as the reader. So make sure you subscribe. And um, if you'd like to uh, listen to the um, previous uh, podcast, you can go to uh, the website for that as well. And um, we are just absolutely thrilled that you um, listen to us. So if you'd like to rate our previous podcast, feel free to go to iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts and give us your rating. And if you have questions for future guests, feel free to email those to me as well. Once again, that's executivefunctioncoachaz.com. And thank you for listening. Happy holidays. And we will see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.